Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Rachel Aravalo about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at California Grill. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose those locations and how she decided to have a Disney wedding and how everything turned out. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, we got engaged in Disney in 2016 uh, during Wishes, and it was always just kind of a dream to have a Disney wedding. So we actually went back in December of 2016 and toured some ballrooms. We did the Grand Floridian, but then we kind of put our wedding on pause for a little bit. And back in April of 2019, we decided, all right, we got to do this. And we were going to do an escape wedding in Alani. And when we were looking into it, the venue that we wanted in Alani was actually going to be under construction. So we decided that it was best just to keep it back at Walt Disney World in Florida. It was easier for our guests from New Jersey to come and travel. So that's how we basically said, hey, we're going to do this. That's wonderful. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Oh, everyone was super excited. They were all really excited to, you know, be a part of a Disney wedding. And they, you know, were really anxious on what it was going to look like and how everything would turn out. So very excited. Great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited about 55 people. We knew with the venue California Grill that the max would be 50. So we did do a little poll beforehand, you know, who would be able to make it. And, you know, based on our wedding party count, you know, and giving plus ones to certain people. And we ended up having a group of 48 that came. Oh, great. Did you guys set up a room block? Yes, we did set up a room block. We had contemporary where our wedding reception was and then we did Coronado and Pop Century but it was funny no one booked at Contemporary everyone stayed at either Coronado or Pop Century so it was really funny how our room block worked out. Huh that's interesting. Now how did you choose your day of the week and time of day? We originally wanted February 7th, which would have been our 10-year dating anniversary, but it wasn't available. And we knew we wanted something either on a Friday, a Saturday, or a Sunday, regardless, because we knew we were going to be hitting certain minimums with Disney. So when we were going back and forth with our wedding sales consultant, he had the date of Friday, February 21st. And so we were just like, yeah, like it worked out with our ceremony date time and everything with both the Sonoma and the Napa rooms. Okay, so let's talk about those locations. How did you choose the wedding pavilion for your ceremony and California Grill for the reception? 
We always knew we wanted the wedding pavilion. It's so beautiful. So that was 100% knew we wanted it. California Grill was one where we really were going back and forth. We knew we wanted something with a view. And I had I was kind of late to the GM lounge. I didn't even know that that was an option. So it was either between GM Lounge, Living Seas, or California Grill. But when I toured California Grill and just went out on that catwalk and saw the views and listened to other brides in your podcast, I was like, this is it. I'm going with the California Grill. That's great. Now, you did something that you don't see a lot. You used both the Napa Room and the Sonoma Room because the Napa Room really only holds 50 people with not any room for dancing. So they will sometimes recommend that if you can meet the food beverage minimum for Napa and Sonoma, you can use both rooms. Can you talk a bit about what it was like to have your reception spread over two rooms? Yes, I was very concerned that about the flow. That's like the number one thing when you have two different rooms and it is separated by a hallway. So it's not, you know, they'd have to go out into the hallway and then go into another room, but it really worked out seamlessly. So we had the pre-reception in the Sonoma room with guests and we had the high boy tables around the sides of the windows and the sides of the wall. In there was our DJ set up and the cake. So California Grill also set up a mini bar. So there was a bar set up in that room. And then when the guests after the pre-reception moved to the the Napa room for the dinner portion, there's obviously the big bar there. So once guests finished, they moved and we had dinner in the Napa room. We actually plated our two courses together. So we plated the salad and the crab cake appetizer together to save time because we knew we wanted to get back to dancing. And that was also a big thing, you know, is making sure we had enough time with having a big course meal. It really takes up a lot of time. And I didn't realize, you know, that when I kind of went into California Grill and having a plated dinner, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware of how much time it really would take to have all these courses. So we plated that together to save time on the meal. Then our guests said about 8pm, we went out onto the catwalk and we saw happily ever after. So that was really a great, you know, a great surprise that the guests I don't think were aware of that, you know, they could see that from the catwalk. And then we had come back and we did speeches in the room and had our main courses. And then the DJ had kind of invited everybody over into the Sonoma room where we started our dances. And then after that, we had Minnie and Mickey come and we just finished out the night dancing in the Sonoma room. But guests were, if we had like older guests that didn't want to kind of participate in dancing, they were welcome to stay back in the Napa room. Both rooms were open and the music was piped into both rooms as well. So it made it really seamless. That's wonderful. Now, when you guys went out to see the fireworks, did you use the catwalk that extends off that hall between Napa and Sonoma? Or did you go to the main one that guests from the restaurant also use? So guests could use both of them. For our pictures, we actually went, there was a bit of a breeze that day. So we went to the lower level, which I didn't even know was kind of in like a stairwell. So we did pictures in the stairwell while our guests were kind of above in the catwalk on either side. So they, they kind of chose which side they wanted to be on. I see. Interesting. Okay. Now, the other interesting thing was you used outside vendors for your personal floral and for your transportation. Can you talk about that and share any tips you have? Yes. So 
I saved so much money using outside vendors, and that's the biggest tip I'd give to any future Disney bride. I knew going through Disney florals, kind of little brochure that they had, the type of floral that I wanted. And unbeknownst to me, you know, when you invite eight girls to be your bridesmaids, you don't think, you know, right then and there, oh, how much is this going to really cost me in floral? We ended up having two girls that dropped out, which was fine. But, you know, six girls is still, you know, a hefty amount for any kind of floral. I knew I really wanted baby's breath. I loved that look. But I also wanted some roses incorporated with it. And with the price I was getting from Disney versus when I went to an outside vendor, I saved a tremendous amount of money going with Greenery Productions. And then for my transportation, it was the same thing. I outsourced. We went with Escott and they were fantastic to work with. The driver was literally one of the best parts of our day. That was, you know, one of the things where I was really worried about was transportation and making sure everybody knew to get on the correct bus and, you know, the bus driver knew where to go and when to go. And it just worked out seamlessly. So I was really happy with them. I'm so glad to hear that. Now, another question about the reception. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Yes. So we had the churro cake flavor with the churro filling and we also did the strawberry mousse with marble cake and they were both amazing I think we (laughs) the next day we ended up just we didn't have a fork or or knife but they had given us you know part of our cake that was still left and we were just taking our hands and eating the cake because it was just so good both flavors we couldn't decide which one we loved but they were really great (laughs) and did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party to your day We did. We added a dessert party. It was the day before our wedding. So we did Epcot. And so the guests saw the new Epcot Forever show. And we did some photos as well. We had actually hired David and Vicky to come and take photos of the dessert party. And then we kind of snuck away and did some separate photos in the UK pavilion as well. And then we added on a ride mix-in for Soren. Oh, that's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day ran? Sure. We had a 5 p.m. ceremony time for the wedding pavilion. So our hair and makeup started at about 9 a.m. So we had six girls that all had to get ready. We had about four of them that did hair, like the full hair and makeup, obviously included myself. So we had a 2 p.m. first look. And we did that at the big courtyard in the Coronado Resort. And then we got on a bus at 3 p.m. to head over to the Grand Floridian where we did more pictures there. And then 5 p.m. was the ceremony time. Our ceremony did run a little bit longer. I had my godmother who was an Episcopal deacon, so she did our ceremony. So our ceremony took about 30 minutes, which is a little bit longer than most Disney ceremonies. I had to change dresses. We had guests, you know, kind of waiting and they were bussed to the contemporary. Our cocktail hour was around 6.30, so 6.30 to 7.30. And then um, the event lasted until about 11.15 when we all went back on the bus. Got it. And where did you change your dress? There is a vestibule right in the wedding pavilion. So I changed right then and there. I had dropped my dress off the day before at Franck's. And it was there for me to slip into so I could slip into it really fast and then get on the bus. That's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? 
it's funny because I knew I wanted the California grill, but one thing that I, I knew no matter what I wanted was pipe and drape. And I knew it had a hefty price tag, but finding deals on the outside vendors for my floral and my transportation really helped me budget and justify like, Hey, I saved this amount of money on this. So I'm really want, you know, this. So I knew I really wanted that pipe and drape. I loved the look. So I'd say probably splurged a little bit more on the decor than, you know, I might have wanted to, but I knew I was saving in other areas. And then we also wanted, really wanted Minnie and Mickey, you know, as part of our guest experience. So we splurged and we got uh, Minnie and Mickey as well. That's great. Now, what aspects were less important where you saved your money and effort? I would say, honestly, I don't want to like hit on this again, but floral, I really did save a lot of money on floral. And I really only did personal floral. My reception centerpieces, I knew I really wanted a lot of like chunky candles and like high low. And I really wanted it to be like candlelit and intimate. So I didn't realize how affordable that look was going with Disney. It really was very affordable where I was like, that's all I'm spending. Okay, like, can we add, you know, X amount more to the table? So it really was kind of created that theme that I wanted of like the candlelight and the intimate reception space. Interesting. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Hands down, our first look. Um, It literally was like a stop in time where we could just, you know, see each other, you know, and have like that moment because once the day gets going, it just flies by. And there was a special moment um, when we were taking pictures upstairs in the Coronado lobby. There was a singing group there, I guess a chorus squad. And they had asked us while we were all taking pictures, like, hey, can I sing you something? So they ended up singing us a little song in the middle of like this crazy busy lobby while we're all trying to take pictures. So it was really, it was really sweet. And I wish I knew the name of who they were, but they really made our day. It was really sweet. Ah. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I did have some audio problems with the wedding pavilion. There was a song that was supposed to be played during our candle lighting ceremony, our unity candle ceremony that was not played. So that did go wrong. And then my, I was supposed to walk down to a certain song, which I did, but they didn't kind of cue me at the big entrance. So, you know, it's kind of water under the bridge. It doesn't really matter anymore, but there were a couple audio problems. Interesting. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Definitely transportation. I was so worried that people were not going to get on the right bus or not know where to go or, you know, where to find the bus. I did make a little a little mailer <laughs> that I mailed to all of my guests and I took the picture of what Escot buses look like and I, you know, slammed it on there in color and I was like, this is the bus that you must go on. <laughs> um, but <laughs> everybody honestly, like it really just all worked out. Like it was something I probably, you know, like I said, my transportation was like one of the highlights. Like the bus driver was phenomenal. He was, you know, the greatest part. And I wrote like a review to them and I was like, I'm so happy. You know, I got so many compliments from my guests on, you know, just like the service that they provided us and making sure, you know, like my mom was cold. Like I said, it was windy. The bus driver gave my mom his jacket. Like it was just like a really great experience we had with them. But um, yeah, transportation definitely. Got it. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? 
The only thing I changed, and it's not really for the wedding day, but for our dessert party, I really would have loved to, you know, look at more savory options into the dessert party menu. I didn't really know what I kind of wanted, you know, for the dessert party. So I kind of just chosen like some things off of Disney's generic menu list. So, and it turned out to be like everything was fabulous but you know if I would have known what I know now about certain things that I'd like from you know Italy or France and you know that I could have had those at my dessert party um, I probably would have spent a little bit more time like kind of tweaking that menu. That's a really good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say try to use outside vendors as much as you can um, because it really does save money and they're really excellent to work with. And just, you know, savor the day. It flies by so fast. That's a great advice. Well, Rachel, I think you've offered a lot of great advice for anyone who's interested in having a Disney wedding, especially if they are thinking about using the Napa and Sonoma rooms for their reception. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, Check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.